This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet broadcast of the Simple Truths Radio Network. Pastor Xavier, how are you doing today? Good, Tony. How about yourself? Good. Welcome to the month of May. Yeah, it's flying. We're expecting the Lord to do great things. Today, we have with us in the studio our studio engineer, production engineer, Jonathan Duran. Hey, everybody. This is episode 195. It's kind We're, of wild. Amen. Yeah. Moving right along. Also yeah. helping us with video, Pastor Sam Tirado. How are you doing, Sam? Good. Thank you, Tony. Pastor X, today uh, we're, we're pleased to be here examining interesting characters from the scripture. It, it, it's kind of interesting to me that every, every prominent character in the scripture that we look at, Pastor Xavier, has important implications for my life. You know, I can see yeah. uh, the human conduct and activity, either myself or people that I deal with, portrayed. And God sets these people out for a purpose, doesn't he? Right. Well, you know, if you stop and think about the, um, the amount of content that the Bible has, many people look at the Bible and say, man, that's a thick book. But it really isn't. I mean, you're talking from, um, from the creation uh, over to Abraham, the first 12 chapters, 2,000 years. But then from the 12th chapter of Genesis on to Jesus Christ, the rest of the Old Testament is 2,000 years. That's amazing. So he's, he's, not, he's not trying to give us every detail, no. but he's giving us what is important, what is needed for every generation. So this, this book right here, the Bible, God's Word, uh, gives to us everything we'll ever need by the people that he has allowed to be registered for all man's time, um, the lessons, their, their failure, their success, their dependence upon the Lord, um, their own self-will, their rebellions. It speaks about human nature. Yeah. Um, the fallen nature, the rebelliousness of man. Yeah. And it's inexhaustible. Yes. You know, I can, for instance, today we're going to be talking about uh, the character of Cain, the person of Cain. And these, in a very brief, and then you find a few other scattered references right. throughout, some in the New Testament, right. some in the Old. But to examine the life of this person and see the decisions and the things that go on and his interaction with the Lord. Because he lived in a very different time sure. than we do. Right. You know, his, his access to the Lord was very different than ours is. Right. Pastor X, there are no shortage of people in the history of our world that have made a mess of their lives. And here, uh, you know, it's evident in the life of Cain, bad decisions. Mm -hmm. People make bad decisions, don't they? Every day, every generation. Yeah. Um, People, uh, you just said that that uh, was a little different than the time that he lived in that, but um, I mean, the the culture may be different, the um, historical time period may be different, but too many people get caught up with all those things. Those are not the important things. The important thing is that man doesn't change. Yeah. Man is a sinner, um, and he has one of two choices, either to turn to God in repentance and have God direct and guide his life, or to reject that offer of repentance and to live your own life. Um, and that decision is made in every generation, every continent, and wherever a person may be. So really, nothing really changes. Uh, God remains holy and man remains sinful. Everything else is just roundabout. Yeah, amen. It's way it's, so, and, and we see technology and all these things yeah. and all the modern improvements in our world, but those don't, they don't really change the substance of the issue, no. do they? In fact, they magnify the sinfulness of man. Amen. Because even though many of those things can be used for the good, and we take the internet and the good it could do, I mean, you know, people communicate, they, you know, they can talk to each other, they can see each other, they can bring up information and all that, and that's all good. But on the flip side of that, you've got pornography, you've got misinformation, you've mm -hmm. got purposeful wrong information, yeah. you've got an access of evil people that can just propagate their fa false narrative, yep. their whatever it may be. So, you know, we live in a fallen world. Um, the bent of man is always towards evil, not good. He has a potential for good because he's creating the image and likeness of God, but that's not his primary uh, initiative no. or, or response. It's always self-love and, and what do I get and, mm -hmm. you know, what can I get away with? 
How, who do we understand Cain to be, generally speaking, from the scripture, Pastor X? Well, we get the record in Genesis chapter 4 from verse 1 on down. And uh, he, uh, he was the son of um, uh, Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. and, um, and he is one of two. We don't have any idea of the, um, the age of, of, the, of the sons. We don't have the, any uh, detail of the separation in terms of time of the, of the two. We get a very brief synoptics of their, of their existence. And then their, um, uh, the tragic aspect of the envy and the jealousy and the mm -hmm. hatred that comes mm -hmm. in from Cain to Abel and the event of the killing of Abel and all that. And um, it demonstrates two different ways mankind can go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people make a lot of different assumptions upon why Cain's offering was rejected. We'll get into that and everything mm -hmm. else. But they're just opinions. Um, we have to remember that we have the, um, um, the narrative here that gives to us the unfolding of what took place. It's not interested in giving us all the details, no. but just a, a snapshot of something that's very, very important. Important for human history. One of the things today that is going on in our nation and the world, people are trying to erase history, rewrite history, reinterpret history. History is important to be recorded, whether it's good history or bad history, whether it's revealing the good of man or the, or the evil of man. It's important to be there to warn the, the following generations. If you alter it and you, you doctor it up, then you're really giving a misrepresentation of who really man is and what he's done, mm -hmm. whether it be good or evil. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for the accuracy of the record. And, um, and we have a very accurate record here of what's going on between well, Cain and Abel. I mean, we consider the history in Scripture to be the only truly accurate history sure. of, of the history of mankind. From God's perspective. Amen. Because it's inspired by God. Right. Everything else, all the other histories, for instance, like the apocryphal book of the book of Maccabees, oh. that's reasonably good human history. You can look at it and get an idea of what transpired, but it's not inspired by God. Right, right. And those of you that are out there inspired means that it's inerrant and infallible. In Amen. other words, God anointed people to speak for him or to deliver a message, and that message directly from God, it is absolutely true, reliable, and without error. Whether we understand it or not, whether we think it's outlandish or not, doesn't matter. No. If God revealed it to the prophets and they recorded it, so it's inerrant and infallible. It is, it is absolutely true to its very end, whether we ever see the fulfillment of it or not, doesn't matter. God has revealed it. Amen. And it's awesome to me, you know, having been a believer these, these few years, that when you approach the Scripture with that perspective, that this is the infallible right. and inerrant Word of God, God honors that. Yeah. God will bless your life because of your approach right. to Scripture in that way, and you right. allow it to have influence well, over it will you. affect our perspective towards God. Mm -hmm. If I believe this is God's yes. accurate record, then I'm being warned mm -hmm. and I'm being guided. Mm -hmm. And either as a son who is directed by my father, either I believe him and obey him because I believe he has the good of my life in mind, or I feel I can do better. And it's the same thing with God. Amen. And um, uh, God gives the choice to every person. No one's a, any handicap. Everybody is. Um, everybody talks about equality starting at the same point. Well, the humanity starts at the same point. We're all sinners. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're all we're all rebels. We're all uh, people that uh, think more highly of themselves than they ought to think. Mm -hmm. Again, we emphasize that um, it doesn't mean we man does not have the potential for good. Mm -hmm. He does have that, even though he's in a fallen state. He is creating the image and likeness of God, but it's not the initial thing. It's not his custom. His habit of life is towards evil, towards sin. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just the way it is. Amen. And that's important. How, Pastor X, how do we understand Cain to be different from the situation of his parents in his nature? And Well, Adam and Eve, again, from the fall, they inherited sin. And mm -hmm. through sin came death. And all of a sudden, Cain is born into the humanity of man. Um, as Adam and Eve came together sexually, and then, mm -hmm. like every other woman to the present time, you have nine months of, 
of um, gestation and everything, and then the child is born, and he is born with us in nature. Yeah. Um, and so when Adam and Eve were created, they were created with the capacity to not sin. Amen. After the fall, they now had the habit of sinning. Mm -hmm. So they could not not sin, if that's possible to understand. Well, Cain and every other person that's born to this world is born as a sinner, and their nature has the bent towards sin. Yeah. And the word sin simply means to miss the mark. We don't, we're not perfect. We, we don't, we, we, people call it a mistake or they made a blunder. And we understand when someone's uh, doing a math problem and they make a mistake thinking it's a one rather than a seven. Sure. Of course, but we're not, but sin is not a mistake. Sin is a, a, a bent of our nature to want to, like the, somebody says, uh, you walk by a building and it says, wet paint, don't touch. <laughs> well, your nature says, really? And it, you want to touch it. Let's see. And so you touch I, is, it. Is it yeah. How old is that sign? Yeah. <laughs> law law and, and instruction cause us to rebel. Yeah. That's what it does. It provokes us to rebel. And so... Um, we have to understand the nature of man. This is where Cain is and the rest of the human world that is born from this point on. Okay. And so that, that's the difference between them. You know, you got to wonder, what did his parents think at his birth? You know, what a yeah. crazy thing because y they, they didn't have anybody else to talk to. You know, he, here his mom is pregnant, right. you know, however many months, and then it's childbirth. And uh, they, they had to have been blown Gosh, away. Imagine that. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. Some of the things uh, that it, the scripture tells us at his birth are kind of interesting, too. Yeah. Um, well, you know, again, the New Testament interprets the old. So we have to right. keep that in mind. Amen. So there's commentaries that we'll look at in the New Testament that's very important towards Cain. Um, Cain, um, again, we don't know the age there between him and Abel and that. But Cain is mentioned um, 18 times in chapter 4 of Genesis, mm -hmm. but in no other part of the Old Testament. In That's other words, this is very important uh, what's being recorded about him, that we pay attention to it. Uh, Cain is mentioned only three times in the New Testament, and all in the negative way. Mm -hmm. You have him in Hebrews 11.4, 1 John 3.12, and Jude, um, verse 11, because there's only one chapter in Jude. Uh, so Cain is identified with the family of the, of the Cainites, mm -hmm. uh, the tribe which um, was the father-in-law of Moses, if, as you go through the scriptures in Numbers 24, 22, and in Judges 4, 11. Um, and, and again, um, we have the, the history of man. He begins here with Cain, and then as we follow all the history that, again, at least it's going to lead us to the, the flood of Noah. Right. Yeah. It's going to get so bad that God has to destroy the whole world. Amen. Now, he doesn't destroy because they're good. He destroys because they're good for nothing. Amen. Um, they're just, they, they've corrupted God's creation. They've corrupted the worship of God. They've corrupted their own um, ability to enjoy life and to be fruitful in life and to have things that are um, essential for life. And, and it's just it's a chaos. And didn't yeah. the Bible even say that God himself was grieved just by how bad it got <laughs> with yeah. People, oh, yeah. Right? I mean, Absolutely. That and I think hard bad. for us to imagine because our our perspective of the world we live in is so guarded right. in so many ways. You know, they're, the things that happen in our world every day are hard to be believed. Yeah. Right. Interesting to me, I think his mother and father must have understood the promise that the Lord gave to them sure. in Genesis 3.15 sure. because at his birth, their perspective is that he is maybe he's the answer a gift from the lord yeah he's the yeah. messiah yeah and 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 certainly that's the most obvious um interpretation yeah because his name came means get or acquire hmm. in verse one and uh though some try to indicate that the word the name for him the root means spear or smith hmm. but by the response of eve it is indicated, I have acquired or gotten a man from the Lord, mm -hmm. which probably refers back to the Genesis 3.15 uh, 
the promise of the, the promise. deliverer, the yes. seed of the woman. Yeah. Um, now, I've that. heard of the Hebrew, and I don't know, I'm not being a Hebrew scholar at all, that what she says there can even be interpreted, I have acquired a man, even the Lord, that uh -huh. she understood the deity aspect for the coming Messiah. Now, obviously, yeah. she was mistaken. Yeah, right, right. And again, we, we don't know all the aspects, but def definitely they understood the promise of Genesis 3.15 as Amen. the Messiah, the deliverer of the world, um, in the way that he would turn around everything that they had destroyed. Uh, he would be the redeemer of mankind. He would be God in human flesh because the seed of the woman, the woman doesn't have any seed. She has the egg. Right, right. The man provides the seed. Um, even today and in, in, um, in where they need uh, uh, a certain thing for like um, um, you know reproduction and that. It, many times you need the male because the male has a male and female mm -hmm. gene. Interesting. The woman does not. Which mm -hmm. again all these liberals and all this abortion stuff and all this through sexuality, of multiplicity, of nonsense, um, it, it contradicts everything um, because if the man is the head of the race and the man is the one who determines the sex of the child, mm -hmm. not the woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether it be in cloning or, or reproduction, it's the man who determines that. You need mm -hmm. a man. Mm -hmm. You need the genomes of the man. That X and Y chromosome, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's interesting. I remember you pointing out at some time I, something I never thought of before about um, the marital customs in the Old Testament, polygamy. Uh -huh. And if, if a man has uh, five wives or three wives or whatever, you know whose parents every one of those children is. Sure. You sure. know exactly whose parents they are. Yeah. Whereas if a woman has five husbands, you, you have know. no idea. Yeah, no. Now who, you who do, but not then. Yeah. Well, you could now. You could right. do the now DNA you can do testing. It, but back then, you right. couldn't. No and way. that's why people often say, well, how come we got a lot of harems? Well, it's simple. Because when you have 100 women in your harem, mm -hmm. and you're the only man that has access sexually to right. them, right. when they get pregnant, it's by you. Yeah. And if not, someone's head's going to roll. Amen. And that's what they did, too. And that's why they put eunuchs yeah, yeah. over the women so that the eunuch couldn't be messing around with those women either. Okay? Certainly. It's real simple. You have to, have to feel bad yeah. for any man with 100 yeah. wives. Yeah, women, women, <laughs> women. You never read of a, of, a, of a queen having a harem of 100 men. No, no. Yeah. Uh, she true. would never know who's the father. Well, not only that, she's probably smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the significant issue, again, of Cain's life revolves around his relationship with his brother Abel. And as you said, Cain's not well remembered in Scripture. Right. Uh, the four references in the New Testament all very negative, and there's nothing in the Old Testament other than what we have in chapter right here, four. What we have right here. Interesting. Um, the whole issue between Cain and God—it's interesting to me—kind of comes to light through the opportunity to worship. As Cain approaches the Lord, all of a sudden, all these issues kind of come out. And again, it, it shows us that, you know, Cain had a brother who was the second son born to him here in Genesis 4.2. And Abel was a keeper of, of the sheep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's just giving two aspects of how they earned their living and how they got along from day to day. And Cain was a tiller of the ground, a farmer. Um, many people make more of this than I think is necessary. Um, some people think that um, um, God rejected the offering of Cain because it was from the ground and he required a blood sacrifice, but nothing of, of that is told us. Yeah, scripture didn't in, say in that. In fact, scripture, as we move along, we'll see that First John tells us why God rejected it. It was mm -hmm. because Cain was evil, mm -hmm. his heart. It has nothing to do with the offering because there's uh, offerings of the Old Testament that are bloodless sacrifices, and, uh, and God accepts them also. Cain's response to the Lord is, you know, again, uh, looks a lot like what we see throughout human history. Right. Very common. Pe people don't like to be confronted, even if it's by God. Sure. Well, a man wants to feel that they're not responsible or accountable to anybody. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, in our own nation, we see where we're at right now, and for the last 25 years, everybody's a winner. Everybody, <laughs> everybody deserves a trophy, you know, um, and everybody feels comfortable in their own skin if they're half naked out there or whatever. It's, it's a degeneration and an, an epitome of pride that decays um, the society of, of man. Yeah. Um, there's no humility, there's no um, recognition that we owe our life to a, a creator. Uh, man feels that he is the end of all things. It's kind of terrifying, Pastor yeah. X. You know, I've, um, not, not as often as a lot of people, but I think once in the last five or seven years, I went to Disneyland with my family. And just to see how people, how different people are than they were 20, 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, and again, and if you're, you're in crowds of people like that regularly, you, maybe you don't notice it, but it's, it's startling. It's yeah. startling. People yeah. are, uh, it, it's bizarre. And again, the other thing is, is so many of the people in our country are older, right. are 50 years older, older, 60 years old and older, huge portions of the population. Right. And, uh, you know, I think for the progressive movement in the world, they're really glad of that because sure. they want to see these people that have attachments to uh, the 20th century. They want those people to be gone. Right. Right. Yeah. You well, know? even like, I don't know what I was looking at, like a concert from the 80s or something on YouTube. And you see, I noticed every and even in the comments, everyone was saying everyone is just into the moment in the crowd you know they're not yeah. pulling their phones out they're not you know it's just so different now and it's kind of weird the way yeah. people react yeah. to things now you know even third like you said 25 30 years ago yeah which is i mean not that long god help us yeah it's interesting to me pastor x that the lord really sought after cain with the i think the intention to bring him to repentance is that is that right Sure, he goes after him just like anybody else. And now, again, this is the first record that we have of sin mm -hmm. in a very open way against God, and God reveals the heart in that. And God is the one who goes after Cain, and, you know, he, he offers to him. Mm -hmm. Okay, again, once again, 1 John 3, 11 through 12 tells us that uh, Cain was that wicked one, Poneros, mm -hmm. um, same word that is used for Satan. Amen. And so um, the problem was not his offering, but his heart. Um, God, is, if you look at the text, the, he rejected Cain and his offering. The focus, he rejected Cain. The only reason the offering is rejected because it's affiliated and offered Cain. by Cain. Yeah. But it's Cain that he's rejecting, not the offering. Mm -hmm. And so First um, John 3, 11 through 12 is very important because it tells us that it's the heart of Cain that's the problem. He's in a bad relationship. Um, Jude 11 says, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, uh, who as a brute beast in his natural thinking corrupted himself, mm -hmm. thinking that he knew better, thinking that he didn't, know, didn't uh, need God, thinking that um, um, somehow he could make decisions apart from God, mm -hmm. and uh, he wasn't to be held accountable. Yeah. That's the heart of man. It's interesting because it really says a lot about people who worship. It, it seems to me, you know, it's just a natural for people, whoever they are, to, to worship something, yeah. whatever it may be. And, you know, we see people, a lot of people come and go from churches and they have a lot of different motives. Their motives are not always to recognize their need for God and to conduct themselves. There's a lot of other things going on. People are complicated. And the Lord brings whatever there is going on in your life, the Lord will bring that to the surface, won't sure, he? Sure, sure. Well, when the Word of God is preached and taught, then God by His Holy Spirit is there to deal with the heart. Mm -hmm. Regardless of who the person is, what's happened, where they're living at, what the culture is, all of that's irrelevant. The yeah. gospel transcends culture. Amen. And the gospel transcends anything else. When God allows the gospel to be preached and people to hear it, then God will give them an opportunity to, to see their error, to see their, their sin, to see their need of repentance. But God won't force them to repent. They have to make that step mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. And so some two people can be hearing the gospel. One repents and the other one doesn't. Yeah. Well, the problem is not 
with the preacher. The problem is not with the word of God. The problem is with the heart of man. Uh, the parable of the sower is very, very clear on that. Or the thief on the cross, a right. great example as the well. you equally this, and they heard the same thing. Amen. One accepted, the other one rejected. Yeah. It, it isn't because God had rejected them. It's because they, first of all, rejected God yeah. to the final point. Um, because God will continue to deal with people throughout their lives. How long one from another, we don't know. But God will be just, and he knows exactly the length of time that is needed. And he knows how people are going to respond. Mm -hmm. no, nobody, nobody's rejection or acceptance is a surprise to God. He, he knows the end from the beginning. It, as you're, you're sharing about the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, and, you know, that's something that we take very seriously. Yes. You know, we believe... All the Bible studies, all the different ministries all, that go on here every every single week, you know, we're believing that there's an important application of the the gospel message in every one of those. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'm teaching uh, Jeremiah chapter 26 and 27 tonight, and I'm thinking, okay, where is Jesus showing up in this? Where is the gospel yeah. message, you know, need to be yeah. addressed in here? Because that's an sure. important detail. And the, the other thing that's really interesting to me, Pastor X, is that we believe that the gospel is applicable to every single individual, that whoever you are, wherever you came sure. from, whatever your culture, you know, here you were born in Mexico City and came to the U.S. and I was born in Bellflower and all these other people, God has designed the gospel for you sure. to touch your heart. Yeah. It's a, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't reject anybody. It doesn't exclude anybody. Amen. Um, the gospel is a, is, a, is a very truthful mirror. It shows you exactly who you are. You're a sinner yeah. in need of salvation and redemption because you're in a fallen state. And if, um, if a man or a woman agrees with God, um, well, the word confess means to say the same thing. Yeah. God says, you're a sinner, and I I'm say, amen. Then I agree with God. Then I ask him to forgive me. And so every generation, uh, regardless where a person hears the gospel or has heard the gospel, or even here with Cain, um, he had an opportunity to accept or reject, and he rejected. Amen. Uh, and he is um, a sharp warning to all who would follow. Yeah. And that's why he's yeah. recorded in Scripture. It's kind of interesting that he's the first person. And right away, right out of the gate, God wants people to understand, yeah. we got a problem here. Right. we got a problem. Yeah. When people fail to follow God to deal with their issues, things get worse, Sure, don't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. you see his response, uh, the inner conflict he describes as being angry. Works of the flesh in Galatians yeah. 5, 19, 21. And people do that. You look at our society, uh, man has been um, kind of excused from every negative thing as being a victim. You know what I mean? <laughs> no one's accountable or responsible for anything. Even the person who's on the street and they break into a store. Now they, they've told police that you first have to ask this person as he's carrying out this 45-inch TV, well, do you really need it? And if he needs it, then let him have it. Well, really, it's, it's a, such a craziness thing. It's not his property. He is stealing, and he needs to be arrested and charged. But we've, we've decriminalized the law. We are setting up the destruction of our Western society. Any culture would be destroyed in it, a situation it, like there's that. There's no consequences. Where there's no consequences, there's no more authority. And so the way you destroy authority is by removing consequences. The people who make these statements and say these things, because I've heard press conferences yeah. where they say exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I want somebody to go to their house yeah. and take their stuff and yeah. say, well, no, I really need this. Yeah. I need this. Yeah. You know, Jump you in should... their car and take it and say, How hey, many listen, TVs do you have? <laughs> yeah. It's just... But it... again, they're, they're not, they're the exception. They're the elite. I this guess. Is, this is a rule for the rest of, uh, the, rest all the, of us, right? all the peons. Um, all the serfs, <laughs> yeah, but not them. The scripture doesn't really say, but I think we can assume that because no person had died before, it must have been shocking to Cain. Sure. In this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, um, they had not seen one person die. Yeah. I mean, there were sacrifices going on, so they saw an animal die. Right. But yeah. here. 
Abel is alive one second and the next second he's dead. He's not moving, he's not breathing, he's not speaking. And he's not there. He's not there. Amen. His spirit is gone. Yeah. And so, uh, again, this is a first. It's very, very important because it must have just blown Cain's mind. Yeah. But rather than repenting, he hardens his heart. That's the choice. So that's the choice that people make. Right there. Um, the, the anger, the, um, even the response to God, um, you know, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What is that to me? Mm -hmm. So he's playing the the hypocrite before God. He is lying and he believes God can't know that he's lying, though he knows that he knows that he's lying, but he's convinced himself and hardened his heart and actually act arrogant yeah. against God. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So the record is very important that we understand it. Amen. I find it just kind of interesting how in today's society, you know, they try to ban certain weapons and this and that, thinking, mm -hmm. well, people won't murder. But, I mean, the first murder ever in the history of mankind, I mean, it was his heart, right? Yeah. It's the condition of the heart you know. that makes all the difference. <laughs> and uh, weapons, people are creative. They'll find ways to kill yeah. other people. Sure. God help us. If you've just turned in today, you're with Keep It Simple. And we're talking about the person, the biblical character of Cain and the implications to ourselves in this world. And we'll be right back with you after these messages. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, Jesus said. And the rain fell and the floods came, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Pastor Xavier Reese says, by allowing the Lord's wisdom to guide us in our relationships, decisions, and priorities, we find that he provides the most trustworthy foundation any life could be built upon. And that's why he's presenting a teaching series on the basic foundations for the Christian faith. In it, he explains the importance of the Word of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the function of prayer and worship, and so much more. The Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith is a 12-message series available on audio CD for $32 or an MP3 disc for just $10 in the online store of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. Look for the Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith series when you browse the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese with The Simple Truth. Ladies, you never know what God has in mind for your children. You are being used by God to mold, shape, and prepare them for the will and purposes of God. Molding, shaping, praying. Ladies, your children are your greatest investment in life. Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. There are many familiar yet important figures in the Bible who are recognized for their strength and character. And while considering these strong figures, it's important to remember that a number of them are women. Women who inspire not only because of how they live, but also because of their rock-solid faith. And that's why Pastor Xavier Reese has chosen to highlight several scriptural examples from the Old and New Testaments for a new study series compiled together in one convenient audio CD pack or single MP3 disc titled 12 Women of the Bible, available now at calvarychapelpasadena.com. You'll be inspired by the courageous accounts of Esther, the widow Ruth, the disciple Mary Magdalene, and many more in this audio CD pack for $32 or single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the 12 Women of the Bible series available now in the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, Addressing Issues of Consequence for the Church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And you're back with us at Keep It Simple. Today we're discussing the life and the character of Cain from Genesis chapter 4, mostly. Jonathan, we got a lot of things going on in the near future, some important activities, uh, one of them being this upcoming one-day women's seminar. Yes. Now, that, that's going to be... Uh, Saturday the 15th okay. of May. 
and it's going to be from 9 a.m. to, I'm sorry, yeah, 9 a.m. to uh, 3 p.m. Yeah. Pacific Standard Time. Now, this is free, isn't it? It is a free event. Uh, if you'd like to attend and you're local, uh, you can sign up at calvarychapelpasadena.com. So they go onto the church website and they can sign up there. You can sign up there. Yes. I guess There's, the ladies want to have number. Want to know how many ladies? Are yeah, just to have a rough idea who, how many head counts. You know, we're gonna have. And um, if you're not local and you're not able to travel to Southern California, we're also gonna be streaming it live as well. Great. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it will also be broadcasted on Simple Truths Radio, which should be a blast. Amen. So, yeah. The the secret life of worship. To to God. That's their and theme. That, okay, right. The, the, the secret thing. life. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they will. Uh, they're going to break for lunch. They are. So the ladies who eat, if they're local and they're going to come, they can bring their own lunch and they can eat here, or they can go out to a local restaurant yes. and get something to eat. And yeah, the, that time. probably be able to eat indoors now in Pasadena. So certainly, if they have questions or anything, they could email us. Yeah, you can we'll email fill us. Them in uh, on details. You can email uh, info at yeah. ccpa. No, no child care. No child and care no day. nursing infants. Okay, they've asked. Okay, and young ladies from 16 years old and older. 16 and up. Yeah. So we're praying the Lord bless that, and we encourage you if you can't come or you're going to watch online, please do keep it in prayer. The Lord would just bless yeah. that that opportunity. We're excited for them. Mr. X, like so many characters in the Scripture, the life of Cain is a great object lesson for us in the way that sin works in human nature and other effects that we suffer. We see that throughout throughout the scripture. And even though his name is not mentioned in right. many places, we see the same kind of working, huh? Right, right. Well, you have the prototype in him. I mean, certainly his father was a sinner. Amen. Because sinners only produce sinners. Okay, they're in a fallen state. But Cain is the focus of, 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 of the first son after the fall. Right. And so when Cain and Abel were both born, they were born in the image and likeness of Adam, fallen, Amen. chapter 5, verse 2 not the way Adam and Eve were. So every person, whoever has children, they produce little sinners. They have <laughs> they sin <do>. natures. <laughs> Sometimes they're cute, but they're little sinners. Amen. And, and life and culture and opportunity will develop that sinfulness and that evil character if they're not educated, disciplined, given consequences, and directed in life. So important. important. Because sin is not static. No. It just, it's always forward and downward. It's corrosive. If there's no, if there's no restraint, if there's no consequences, then um, the person will do whatever they can get away with. I mean, you go to church with a hundred families, you see a bunch of people that deal with their families differently. And the people, as you said, people who bring consequences yeah. to confront the issues with their children they have a much better outcome sure. than people who can't seem to get around to doing that, people who just let their kids go yeah. their own way. Yeah, I mean, it's very evident. You look to society where well, there was a time when here in the United States mm -hmm. when we, uh, the law was uh, upheld. Yes. Uh, policemen um, held people to the law. Yes. Whether it be a traffic law or a domestic disturbance or whatever, and there was a process by which a person was charged mm -hmm. and then they had to pay the price go see a judge mm -hmm. or pay the ticket mm -hmm. uh, lose their license and consequences work yeah they do and so that person is less likely to do it again now there are some people that no matter what happens they're going to keep doing it. they just get more callous mm -hmm. sure. but when there is law that is being upheld and and honored then that authority remains in the mind and heart of people. But when you decriminalize the law like we have, where all you have to do is drive down the freeway, um, people think the diamond lane is a passing lane. Yeah. yeah. People get in the diamond lane with one person, they could care less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they will run across three lanes when there's a policeman on the side. The policeman doesn't do anything today. Interesting. So when you decriminalize the law, then there's no, it's a destruction of authority. Yeah. It's total chaos. It's anarchy. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing in our nation. Yeah. Anarchy. Well, I think right now today, we are just seeing the very beginning yeah. of the, the removal right. of the rule of law. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Black Lives Matter, 
and Antifa. Exactly. They want to remove the police, right? Exactly. Well, what happened in, uh, in Washington, in Oregon? Yeah. How did that go? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. People die. Yeah. That's right. There are consequences. But that, their whole goal is to destroy Western society and the family. Well, even yeah. L.A. County, LAPD, uh, last summer they were going to cut their budget. Mm -hmm. They did, and now they're going to increase the budget because mm -hmm. crime has spiked of course. ever since January 1st. Well, the problem is, is that, I mean, from that perspective, and again, we're not saying that there are no uh, uh, police officers out there that are out of whack throughout oh, history. No. We, there no. are. There are sure, human yeah. beings, like too. There are, there's, there's, good, are, there's good dentists, there's bad dentists. That's right. Yep. Okay. Exactly. You'll find a good dentist. But the problem today now is that, by and large, people don't want to be involved in law enforcement sure. because they're really taking it from both sides. Right. They're being targeted. Yeah. And that's the, uh, that's the uh, activity of, of, of evil people yes. that want to destroy a nation. Mm -hmm. They want to destroy society. Guarantee you, I mean, if things follow suit, they're going to replace these police agencies with one that they can control that will do their bidding. Of course. You know, of that, course. And so That's we can look forward to that. Socialism, Marxism, and, and it'll end up in communism yeah. and dictatorship. Exactly. They were showing in Colombia, I think it was this last week, you know, people that were trying to go outside and break these lockdowns, uh, you know, they're getting shot at in the streets by the local police. And really? It's really bad, yeah. In Colombia? Yeah. 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 I mean, at least what I saw. God help them. Yeah. Pastor X, as we look at the, the witness of Scripture concerning God's conduct, and m maybe even more specifically, how his justice works. Right. How blameless is God that he always allows the opportunity for people to repent? How awesome is that? Well, again, God is the one that he's given us a conscience, Romans 2 tells us. Mm -hmm. By conscience, we're without excuse. By creation, we're without excuse. And by history, we're without excuse. But those three things called general revelation is not sufficient to let me know I'm a sinner, I need salvation. Mm -hmm. But it's, the, uh, it's a special revelation that God became man to die for my sin, to show me that I need to be forgiven for my sin, and he made that provision by dying for me and in my place. And so God always, again, through the gospel, allows me to see my need of salvation, my need of repentance, mm -hmm. my need of turning from my sin, but then he gives me the opportunity and the choice to do that. He doesn't force me. And here, as he says, where is your uh, able your brother in verse 9? Yeah. He knows where he, he is. He, he wants confession. He That's wants right. him to, uh, to acknowledge what he's Absolutely. done. Absolutely. But, but Abel, you know, um, he, he makes excuses. You know, and he, in fact, he's arrogant. The hardness of heart, you know. Mm -hmm. Am I my brother's keeper? You know, it's like, uh, you know, you're as a father. You tell your son, hey, 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 hey. Hey, where'd you? What time did you come in last night? And your son says, um, "I don't think it's any of your business." Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I mean, this is God that He's speaking to. Yes. And He knows the heart. He's trying to get to Him to acknowledge His sin and to confess what He's done, but He's not having any of it. Yeah, I mean, God's not trying to bully people. No. Yeah, I mean, He could remove us and unmake us in a moment of time. He's trying to help us see the larger picture, what's going on. Yeah. And like you say, the tragic thing here, over and over again, in human conduct, we see the hardness of the hearts of men. It really shows up in the life of Cain. Right. Unfortunate. And again, he gives them the first opportunity in verse 9, then in verse 10, he gives them a second opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, he keeps rejecting. Proverbs 29, 1 says, He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed in that without remedy. So in other words, God will continue to deal with a sinner. And as long as that sinner keeps rejecting, he's getting further and further away from the ability to repent mm -hmm. because the heart mm -hmm. gets hardened and stiff and it, it becomes less sensitive to the conviction and the evil they've committed. Um, anybody who, you know, has grown up in the world and came to the Lord later knows what it is the first time he tried to steal a candy bar. Yeah. It was difficult. Yeah. But once you did it the first time, the second came easier. Or that goes for drinking, that goes for fornicating, that goes for stealing, that goes for anything. Um, we just keep pushing it to where pretty soon it doesn't bother us. It's just a way of life. But as far as God's concerned, is there a place at which he uh, no longer reaches out to a person? Because 
of their condition because they've gone so far that they're no longer... Sure, and he, and he warns Cain. He says, you know, sin lies at the door. Mm -hmm. You know, be careful. So in other words, you have the ability to repent. As long as God is still dealing with you, the ability to repent is still there. Amen. When God no longer is dealing with you, then he's giving you up. Now, nobody knows where that line is, yeah. but it certainly exists somewhere. I, I, I think about, you know, Herod Antipas, right. the guy who's responsible for the death of John the Baptist. And when Jesus appears before him in the, at the end of the Gospels, Jesus doesn't have a word to say. Right, right. doesn't say anything right, to the he guy. has sufficient witness. He has sufficient opportunity. Mm -hmm. And more than that, God knows the heart. Yeah, yeah. There are some people that will never turn. Yeah. And God knows that. Their heart is so evil. In fact, here the, the, he speaks about sin. It, it lies at the doors, desirous to rule over you. Yeah. Um, that phrase is only found three times in Scripture. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's to master you, to control you. Um, when Adam and Eve fell, then Eve tried to rule over over Adam. That was the consequence right, of the, the fall. The consequence of the fall. Hmm. Now she wants to be the head, and then he wants to control her. Now, do you, do you her. think that that's uh, a, an element of marital difficulty we have today? Well, yeah, of course it carries over. Okay. You've got the battle of the sexes in Genesis. Mm -hmm. So that desire, her desire, should be um, towards her husband in Genesis. There in the fall, it doesn't mean sexual desire. No. Because prior to the fall, that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. So the desire is to control, to be the head. Yeah. And then here again, the desire of sin to master, to control the life of Cain. But as long as there's conviction and God is dealing with a person, there is still the chance of repentance to be forgiven and receive God's divine nature and Amen. to be a child of God. But if a person continues to reject, then there comes a time when God will give them up. They'll cross that line. No one knows where that is, but it certainly is there. And Cain certainly is a, 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 a red flashing light yes. for anybody. Red flag right there. Interesting to think about here in Genesis how this is the beginning of a long line of rejections that the Lord has faced right. throughout you know, the last 6,000 more years of human history. Terrible thing is that it's, this is not God's plan. This isn't what he wants. Right. And there's kind of, there's no mention really of what a tragedy this is for the Lord. Yeah. You know. And he doesn't, uh, Isaiah says that God rather forgive than to deal with judgment. Amen. Absolutely. The, uh, dealing in judgment is God's strange way. He'd rather forgive. Yeah. But the thing is the unwillingness of man to repent and to acknowledge his sin. And, and, and consequently when when a person reaches that line, then there are the, the consequences of judgment. Not only the consequences of their own life, but the judgment that God brings upon them while they're alive mm -hmm. due to their hardened heart. Um, yeah, let's just take a very obvious example of a young woman who is raised up in the church and she, you know, she was playing both sides of the street and she ends up um, having an unbelieving boyfriend. She ends up getting... Uh, involved sexually, she gets pregnant. Yeah. Okay. And and rather than repenting, now she's got the consequence of her sin. She's got a child out of wedlock. The guy takes off. He doesn't want nothing to do with her. Yeah. So now she's made her life very difficult as well as a child. Uh, but she's complicated it and 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 compounded her difficulty by not repenting, believing that now she can still handle her life. And God can forgive her, and now he's not going to make the baby go away. But if she walks with God, she's going to be able to seek him for wisdom. She's going to conduct herself responsibly. She was not going to excuse herself and say, well, you know, I was a good girl and I just messed up. No, the Bible says you sinned. You chose to That's sin. It. You chose to jump in bed, and you chose the consequences of pregnancy. So now you deal with that sin. You're not a victim. They're, they're, they're very, a victim is someone who's just walking down the street and someone comes by and just shoots them yeah. or, you know, something like that. But the majority of our, uh, the things that come into our life, we're not victims. We have chosen that, 
that that act by the decision of our heart. Yeah. And so, you know, um, but the, the whole philosophy of today is uh, dysfunctional family, we're all victims. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Generally speaking, there's plenty of responsibility to go around. Yeah. And so the consequence of him is, you know, he's, he separates him from God. You know, he cuts him off. Yeah. And he, what does he do? He cries like a little girl. Oh, that's too much for me. Yeah. Okay? Is that wild? All so, right. So you rebel against God. You think you know better than God. And all of a sudden, the consequences come. And, of course, you've got to blame other people, right? Yeah. You've got to accuse others and excuse yourself. That's the nature of man. It, it, nobody is ever pleased with the consequences nope. of their sin, are they? No. Nope. It's always, you know, if you could go back and do it over, you realize, man, I've made a mess of this. This yeah. is terrible. Yeah. And Cain is a great example of that. So after he, he says to the Lord, you know, it's more than I can handle, it says that the Lord puts a mark on Cain. And forgive me if I'm going ahead. No, but that's okay. What exactly is going on there when, when he puts a mark on Cain? Yeah, well, we don't have any idea. Uh -huh. It certainly isn't um, that... Um, God made him black, and that was a curse. That's many <laughs> right. people teach. It's not that. People taught that in the past, yeah. didn't yeah, they? I think I've there heard were that. theologians out there that had that idea. Right. right. But, um, but <laughs> yeah. it was very obvious to the human race to stop and think that the people that were alive were all from the same family, Adam and Eve. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know the time and everything else, but if you do the math, um, uh, Henry Moore's us a calculation just in terms of um, taking a certain number, certain years, whatever, and there, there'd be a whole bunch of people, but they're all related to an extent. And genetics uh, confirms that today because if they do the genetic studies and they go backwards, they trace it to one man yeah, and one yeah, woman. That's right. Okay, and yeah. Paul the Apostle says in the New Testament that we are all one family, one blood. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all of this um, pitting of the black against the white, the rich against the poor, the educated against the edu uneducated, what's going on in our nation today, uh, through these wicked politicians and BLM and, and TIFA and everything else. It's uh, genetics right. weaponized yeah. into politics. It's totally, totally ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, uh, divide and conquer is their philosophy and people are evil enough to go along with it. Amen. And so, uh, again, once again, because you remove consequences, you, you've destroyed all authority. And so, um, here again, God just uh, made it known that uh, whoever would would see him. He would, first of all, crossing that line would be out of fellowship with God. Yeah. So you're living your life your way, making decisions and doing the best you can with the consequences. Whether you face them, whether you deal with them, whether you pass them on, whether you excuse them, whatever it is. God, you're not in fellowship with God. Mm -hmm. You've crossed that line where you're on your own. And he says, it's more than I can bear. And if you look at people's lives, uh, such as the case, how many people end up, you know, yeah. when they're young and they, they're, they're not married and they do what they want and then consequences happen and then they get older and then now they, they didn't get an education, now they got to work hard and they can't meet, make ends meet. And, you know, all of a sudden their sin starts getting pretty heavy and pretty soon the consequences become more than they can bear. And then they blame God. Of course, they blame God, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty terrible. Yeah. Pretty, pretty terrible. In spite of all this, you know, the way the Lord deals with Cain here is very merciful. Yes. And even mm -hmm. maybe just prolonging his life, right. you know, instructing people not, not to take his life. Right. And so you wonder, you know, I wonder, is the Lord hopeful that he may eventually figure it out and put it together in turn? Yeah. Well, certainly if God ever gives opportunity to anybody for any longer time it's because God knows that there's a potential um, but God also knows whether that potential will be realized or not yeah so we try to work it from this side and try to make all kinds of conclusions we were wrong in other words God knows God is never shocked about a person who rejects him to the last day of their life yeah. God is not shocked about the person who accepts him right away uh, 10 years after 20 years after God knows Yes. And so to the one that he knows will repent, God will continue to deal with their heart. The one that he knows won't repent, then God will allow them to cross that line. Yeah. But they can't blame God. It's all on man's side. This is the way it is. Um, God wants you, if you're out there right now, as a sinner, God wants you to go to heaven. There's, they're they're going to vote for you, okay? God votes that you go to heaven. Satan votes that you go to hell. And you hold the breaking bolt. Amen. Your vote will determine which way you're going to go. 
but you can't blame Satan and you can't blame God. Either you will repent of your sins because you see yourself as a sinner and ask him to forgive you and he'll save you, or you will reject it and live your own life, and when you give your last breath, you will be eternally separated from God for all eternity, and when you're in hell, you will know that you sent yourself there yeah. and that God did not send you. No one's blaming God in hell right now, not one person. And so we encourage you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, that you open your heart to the Lord, that you listen to what the Word of God says, that every man is falls short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Every man's a sinner. Every woman's a sinner. We need the many men and the babies born. They're sinners. And they need to repent. Now the child is covered by the saved parent until the age of seven, eight, somewhere around there. But then after that, they have to be born again. They have to accept the Lord. And God doesn't have any grandchildren. He only has sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. Every person has to repent. And so if you're out there, you don't know Jesus, um, please pay attention to Cain. Uh, Cain and Abel, light and darkness. It's a choice. Uh, how are you going to live? If you're going to be living for God, then you're going to have to make some hard choices. You're going to be as a salmon swimming upstream. <laughs> you're going to be going against the current, against the culture. You're not going to be the most popular. You're going to be thought of as weird or even offensive today. Amen. Uh, even as, as being a hater, a hate crime. Um, they're going to charge you falsely. But if you look at the history of the church, this has always been the case. And so there's nothing new to the Church of Jesus Christ. It's just what's happening in our nation now is new for the American church, but not for the Church of the Jesus Christ throughout church history. It's always suffered. It's always been martyred. Uh, nothing new under the sun. And so we would encourage you to turn to God. Call upon Him. If you confess your sins, He is faithful just to forgive you your sin, and He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And He will give you a new divine nature and Final Church is going to teach you the Word of God, uh, read the Bible, study, get involved in the church, let God direct and guide you, walk in obedience, don't compromise it. If you're single, don't date non-believers. They don't want to read the Gospel of John with you. They, won't, they want to take advantage of you one way or the other. And so be equally yoked. Hang out with Christians. Date Christians. Do not marry a non-believer. You'll destroy your life. Marry a believer. But make sure that they are believers. They're mature. They love the Lord more than you. If a person who's a Christian loves you more than the Lord, God help you. Amen. Because that love will wear out. He'll trade you in a new model down the road. Okay? <laughs> um, so you need to understand that. Your, your love must be supreme for God. And when that is the case then God will direct and guide you. That doesn't mean that there, you don't have difficulties in life. It doesn't mean that there's no problems in life. You have to face every day the decisions, the difficulties, the washer will break down, you get a blowout on the freeway, your kid's going to get sick, sometimes your kid gets in a horrible accident, you have to go through the whole difficulty of it. We live in a fallen world, but God is there for you as you look to Him, as you ask Him to direct and guide you. And so plug yourself into a good, Bible teaching church, not one that's going to give you whipped cream and a bunch of emotional things and things that are not even in the Bible. You open your Bible, you check and confirm what is being taught, make sure it is the Word of God, and God will honor you. God will take care of because He honors His Word above His name. And so we can't encourage you enough in this uh, engraved memory for all humanity of Cain's rebellion unwillingness to be forgiven, unwilling to acknowledge his sin, unwillingness to turn from his sin, and he lived out a life in sin, for sin, and it destroyed him, ultimately. And that's what sin does. It destroys people's lives. So we encourage you to walk with the Lord and to just lift your heart to him completely. Amen. Really. Great example, Pastor X. We uh, appreciate it. Uh, just wild to see the way the Lord lays these things out give us understanding and direction yeah, yeah. so thank you for listening in and once again keep it simple don't complicate God bless you you've been listening to Keep It Simple 
with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.